there's a time to be a Machiavellian scoundrel. Most of the time, it's just better to be cooperative and you know, get rid of the losers, get rid of people who aren't committed to whatever it is you're up to, get those people far away. They'll sabotage your life. And find the few people that, you know, they have similar values and similar goals. Similar values and similar goals. And you have some synergies between each other that you could really provide a lot of value to one another. That you, you could contribute a lot of value to somebody else's life at a, at a low economic cost to yourself. And they could contribute a lot of value back to the, your life at a low economic cost to themselves. And now you have a, you know, a whole lot of surplus for both of you. You have a lot of synergies and a much better life. And, uh, you know, when I talk harshly about screening or talk about, you know, losers, the others, nah. Uh, well, all humans are tribal. You all have in-group biases. Everybody has, you know, if you don't, if you don't have in-group biases, that literally means like you dislike your own people. You dislike the people that are like you. Well, you know, that's, that should be a real call to action to go fucking make your life better. If you really dislike yourself and others that are like you, that should be a real wake-up call to, to fucking change your life, you know? Uh, and if, and if, you, if you don't dislike yourself, well, then you probably have an in-group bias and you like other people that are like you. You like other people that are, you know, have similar values, similar goals, and, or, or engaging in similar cultural uh, phenomenon, etc. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that, but, you know, make, just get rid of the, don't waste your time. You, don't, you only have so many years in your life. You only get a few decades. You don't get like dozens of them. You don't get one dozen of them. You get a few. And, you know, you're, in your first decade, you're going to figure out, like, you know, how not to shit on yourself. Like, literally, your first decade is like learning some language skills. Hopefully you learned how to write. You learned some language skills. And you, you, know, you figured out how to not shit on yourself and stop pissing in the bed. You, you're going to have more fun in the next decade of your life or the last decade of your life, guys? What's going to be more fun, really? What do you do in the last decade? You're back to shitting yourself again. <laughs> you, but you may well be back to shitting yourself again. You may well have lost control of your fucking bladder again in the last decade. And you're like, damn, I did all that, and here I am, fuck, done shit my pants. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> it really is. And, and that really helps put it in perspective for me. Like, well, you know, all right, you got a couple decades of your life, you know. I mean, for some people, they didn't do anything in their 20s, and the rest of their life just kind of sucks. Because you just didn't do anything in their 20s. They didn't, they didn't want to go to university. They didn't want to go fucking uh, build anything or do something. And you know, now you're going to have a peasant job for the best of your life. You don't want to hustle in your 20s. You know, you deserve to be a peasant. You don't want to hustle through your 20s and 30s. You know, how, how are you going to be fucking filthy rich or something if you don't want to fucking go put in work through your 20s and 30s? Fuck that guy. So you got to avoid those type of people. If you're, if you're one of those people that wants an exceptional life, you got to avoid those other people or they'll make you one of them. You just don't have enough time in your life to be delusional. Like, you know, the... Well, well, a person's being delusional and telling themselves a story that's not true, it's like you're kind of accruing a debt in the background. You know, it's the debt for, for the nerds in here. It's like it's the, the opportunity cost of what you should have been doing instead of doing the pussy-ass shit that you were, in fact, doing. You know, that, that opportunity cost of, of, again, instead of doing the stuff you knew you were supposed to do, you were just substituting the leisure, just making it, making it a little, little easy. I'll just take it easy. I'll just take it easy. I'll just take it easy. When, you know, somebody else was working harder, man. Somebody else is outworking you. And they don't have to do that for very long before there's a point where if they just keep their momentum, you'll never, ever, ever catch up in your lifetime. Because over, you know, it's linear for a while. It's, it's slow and linear, slow and linear, slow and linear. Then a lot of things, you hit a J-curve eventually, and you have exponential results. A lot of business things are like that. A lot, I mean, social media stuff works that way. 
the guy that started two years before you and has been serious, you're gonna have a good, good luck catching up with him. You know, why does a Coca-Cola or you know, PepsiCo or Walmart or what do these brand names matter? It's like, you know, the Coca-Cola, the, the brand name Coca-Cola is probably worth more than $20 billion. Just the name and the, the, you know, the, the color, the font style and the color of that logo and your, your ability to use that logo is probably worth more than $20 billion. Let alone some sugar. What do they sell? Sugar water. It's sugar water. They make you fat and again might kill you early. But the ability to put that logo on it, you'd pay a premium for, for that product instead of some other product. So, you know, what, is, what does the logo mean? What does the brand mean? It's like, it's a promise of, you know, that brand is just a promise that, you know, oh, if I, if I interact with that brand, if I buy something from these people, if I work with these people, consume their product, program, whatever it is, that there's gonna be a, a certain level of outcome that goes with that, you know? In, in this case, these guys are selling you sugar water and some lifestyle bullshit, which is really sad, honestly. But, you know, what, what's your brand? What are you doing that differentiates you from the others? Your ego's not your friend, dude. Your ego's getting in the way of your success. Your ego's not your friend. You're, you know, Ryan Holiday, here, here's your fucking book. Ryan Holiday wrote a book, you know, Ego is the Enemy. He's a pretty smart young man. And your, your ego's not your, I haven't read that book, by the way, but I've heard good things about it, and I understand what, it, what he must be talking about, you know? It's like your ego's getting in the way of your success. Your, your ego's telling you that you already got all the dope shit, and you don't have to do anything more. And then, then when, when an opportunity comes up that, that you know it would be challenging, but it would be very beneficial, then your ego interjects, nah, man, you're already the fucking king, man. You're already the fucking ruler of the universe. You ain't got to do that shit. And it, like literally, your ego literally obstructs you from doing the shit that would create your life objectively in the way that you're currently fantasizing that your life is or should be. It's like your, your ego literally stops you from having success. So I mean, how long do you want to fucking be a dumbass? That, that's, a, that's really the thing that you need to answer. It's like, how long do I want to have suboptimal results? How long do I want to go before I admit, no, I could do better, but it's going to take work. If you don't want to do that work, you know, success is not for you, man. So, you, know, you don't get a black belt in, in the, it, specifically in jujitsu. You don't get a black belt from a reputable fucking trainer uh, without getting choked several thousand times, do you? No. Is that true? Yeah, you just don't. So, you know, the, that's kind of the point I would make here is like, if you're not willing to be like embarrassed and humiliated and tossed around, it's just like, all right, you're probably not going to be very good at it. Uh, so would you also agree that, you know, a guy that's got a blue belt would embarrass, you know, 90 something percent of dudes, regardless of his size? Well, let's just say it this way, an average sized man, just a 50th percentile sized man with a blue belt in jujitsu, is it not true the guy would embarrass, you know, probably 98% of anybody they would have a conflict with? probably more than 98 percent I'm probably being too soft about it it's probably true so you know you ain't got to be you ain't got to get your fucking black belt which you know in his craft is a, a 10-year endeavor for people that do it seven years if you're a real gangster it, it ain't got to be your whole life man it's just it's something you do as part of your lifestyle that enhances your lifestyle gives you more confidence some physical fitness etc you know this is just one of those type of endeavors and you know what, what would happen if you fucking I mean, you can buy a black belt on Amazon or some shit can't you yeah, so you can, bro, you too can be a black belt for five bucks. <laughs> but you get your ass kicked by a white belt who's been training for a month or two. <laughs> so you too can be a black belt for five bucks. But it don't mean anything. You, know, you, want, you actually want a talent or you want to 
some you know egoic memento or something. So you know, I think about this a lot, like uh, like weight training, like lifting weights. I make that analogy all the time. I'm, I'm gonna make it again. It's like, you know, if you had, if fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger was your personal trainer, you know, and you know. Uh, that seems like it'd be a pretty dope personal trainer, you know? If, if Arnold Schwarzenegger was your fucking, you know, your weight training coach, um, he could tell you everything, what to, you know, exactly what to do. But Arnold's not going to hang out with you seven days a week, 24 hours a day to make sure you do that shit. And if you don't go do what Arnold's suggested that you do, you're not going to have those type of results. So, I mean, a lot of this is like, what are you willing to do when nobody's watching? What are you willing to do? Like, you know, first, do you know what to do? Do you know how to do it? And are you willing to hold yourself accountable and do the shit when nobody's watching? And most people aren't going to do it, man. How come when I say, like, you know, nobody in the room's got a black belt, how come? Because nobody wanted to pay the price for that. You've got to pay a price. You've got to say no to a lot of other things to say yes to the shit that you want most. He was willing to pay the price. So far, he's willing to pay the price to go get a purple belt. And probably, probably if he got that momentum, he probably got aspirations of going further, you know? It's, a, it's ingrained in your lifestyle. Is that fair? Yes. So... Is it hard for you to go fucking, you know, choke somebody or, you know, uh, go get fucking heel hooked or some shit yourself or is it just part of your fucking week now? Yes. Yeah. So once you build that into your lifestyle, it's, it's dope, man. But the guy who don't want to, you know, the guy who's like more concerned about his ego, more concerned about his fucking short-term emotions and his long-term outcomes, that's a bum. That guy's not going to be a winner at anything. So, you know, if you like your ego, you're probably not going to do good at this. Your ego doesn't exist to make you a fucking champ, man. Your ego exists to tell you that you're a champ already. Your ego tells you you're already the king of the universe. You ain't got to do nothing else. You're already on top. You know, then you go to the gym. <laughs> then you go to the club. And you, you gotta be, you're going to be humbled in those environments. If you're going to do well, you're first going to be, you know, humbled, humiliated, you know, that's what it is. Those are the guys that are going to go do well. Or you could decide to have a, your, your whole lifetime can just be an embarrassment while you tell yourself an egoic story about you fucking, you're just a hero, you know? It, everybody here, do you guys have the thoughts on occasion that you're, you're like the king of the universe, like you're the most important person that ever lived? I mean, I certainly do. There's a lot of meek people in here then, because I, I, I have simultaneous thoughts that I'm the most important person that ever lived in the history of the universe. And I also have thoughts that I'm an utterly irrelevant in the, in the grand scheme of time and space. When, when you think of like, you know, the vastness of time and space and prehistory, it's like utterly irrelevant, utterly irrelevant. And you know, it's probably not a bad thing to have both of those thoughts in your head at the same time, depending on the context, you know? But um, you know, if, you, if you're talking shit, you know, if, you're, if your skill set is here in whatever area that is, and you're talking some shit like this, well, that's not such a bad thing. You know, it means you're kind of cocky. People kind of like cocky people, you know? But when, you, when your skill set's here and you're talking shit like this, you, you're about to look stupid real soon. You're about to be embarrassed real soon. And the more shit you've been talking, the more stupid you're going to look. That's called arrogance or narcissism. So you, you don't want to be in that realm. So, you know, the, if you want to tell yourself a, an arrogant or narcissistic story that you're, you're the king of the universe and you run shit, I think another one that like a common cognitive bias that people have is you know they, they really overestimate what they could do you know in in a day or a weekend, and then they underestimate what they could do in say three months. You could really make tremendous progress in three months, like amazing progress in three months. But you know the people that are people that are suffering from a different cognitive biases about temporal discounting, 
um, or, you know, discounting their time inappropriately, to say it in normal human terms. Um, man, so, so many people are so concerned about results right now, right now, that they're not willing to put in a little time to go do the thing, you know? And back to a gym analogy, like, you know, anybody that's ever lifted weights here is first couple weeks in the gym, you know, it don't look good. You fucking, you're, you'd be physically, if Arnold was your personal trainer, you know, you're going to be physically fatigued. You're going to be psychologically fatigued. You're going to look in the mirror 10, 15 days later. You're going to look exactly the way you looked 10, 15 days ago. And you're going to ask yourself, what the fuck am I doing? Why am I doing this shit? You know, that would be normal. That would be a normal, you know, I think a normal person would do, have a thought like that. But you know, the, the person that would persist and you know, make it to day 30 or so um, and follow Arnold's training plan, if you will, you know, that guy's gonna, his, his battery's recovering quicker, his, his brain is recovering quicker, he doesn't have that same you know, psychological fatigue or desire to not to do the thing, you know? And uh, you look in the mirror and, and results are happening. The results are clearly happening, you know? And the, the type of person that wants right now is like a child, it's like a baby that never grew up. And these are really people to be avoided in any area of your life. It's really people to be avoided. When, when somebody has such a strong desire for right now and they don't have the, you know, the, the conscientiousness or the bigger picture vision to, to put in some work to go earn something, I mean, there's a reason they're already fucked up, you know? All those people that are, I want it right now, right now, right now. There's a reason those people tend to be poor. They tend to have a lower, lower education, lower income, lower net worth. Um, you know, less long-term and high-quality friends. So, you know, right now is a, is a really a terrible price to pay. You know, that, that's, like, that's like going to the hood and going to like a fucking, like a, uh, a check cashing joint to get a loan at like 36% plus a bunch of fees that compounds into four or 500% annual interest, you know? It's, 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 like the, it's like a crackhead idea. It's really a crackhead idea right now, right now, right now. So, no, man, like, why, why don't you just do, focus on doing the right things and, and then the results are going to come. And then, you know, if a person knew what to do, as you say, and, and, you know, and knew how to do that, it's like, you don't need the results this moment. It's like, if you, if, you can't, if you can't tolerate like 30 days of feeling like shit, lifting weights, well, you're just not going to be a bodybuilder, man. You're not going to be very strong, you know? If you can't do that for 30 days, you know, what's required to be like Mr. Olympia is like, you're, you're going to work out for 10 years or more. You're probably going to work out for more than a decade. And take a bunch of drugs that you don't, you know, they're probably going to end your life early. So, you know, which I don't endorse that at all. But I'm just saying, even despite taking a fucking, you know, uh, growth hormone and steroids and God knows what else they take. Um, even despite taking that, you're still going to go put in work for a decade or more. You get that? Yeah, you're in like power lifting is like, so, you know, being your age to be like, Miss, there ain't no Mr. Olympias at, at your age, are there? That's something that happens in your late 30s or maybe in your 40s after you've been fucking you know, lifting weights 20 years or some shit. Maybe you're Mr. Olympia. Probably you're not. Probably you're not Mr. Olympia. You're just a big dude that's going to die soon. <laughs> yeah. Probably you're not Mr. Olympia. You're just a real big dude that's going to die early. A real big dude with a very aged liver. So another delusion is like, you know, a guy who is telling himself these Superman stories of, you know, he's going to have extreme results. He's going to have abnormally excellent results, but he's not willing to engage in abnormal behaviors. If you do what everybody else does, you're going to be like everybody else, man. You know, if, you want, if you want to have exceptional results, you're going to have to engage in some exceptional behaviors to, to earn that spot. And you know, uh, 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 if you don't want to hold yourself to a, a good standard and go do difficult things, you know, 
That's all right, man. That's just that's called a bitch. There's, there's a bunch of them out of there. You have a lot of company. A guy that's just willing to be a bitch, just like a soft jellyfish motherfucker, and just floating around. And you know, if the if the current gets a little tough over there, he just fucking jellyfish blob his way over here, just float over that way, you know. But he's just going with the current, you know. And you know, so that's just like a jellyfish of the ocean. It just you know, just this glob of soft, mushy stuff just floating around doing not much, you know. Once in a while a little plankton float by us or something, he'd suck it up. Get it with his little fucking jellyfish tentacle. But only if it's easy. You know? So uh, yeah, I mean, let's let's juxtapose that with, you know, what what's some gangster shit in the ocean? Perhaps a shark. What does a shark do in the ocean, man? Whatever the fuck it wants. Is that fair? Don't even know. A shark don't even know that he's supposed to be scared of something. Like a sh the shark literally wouldn't even know what, what fear is. When you're the apex predator, you wouldn't even know what fear is. What's the shark afraid of? He's like, you know, man, if I fucking, you know, if I get a bite of that dolphin, it might swim another fucking 50 meters. <laughs> I'll have to go over there and collect the rest of the motherfucker, you know? He ain't scared like, a, you know, another fucking, a big-ass great white shark or something. He ain't fucking scared about much of nothing, you know? He ain't worried about nothing. So, you know, so you, you got to decide. It's just a lifestyle choice. Like, you're going to be a jellyfish or a shark, man. You're going to be a, you're going to do something noble and meaningful. Or you're just going to be a soft bitch. And it, it's just a lifestyle choice, you know? Most people won't do it. Most people won't do it. How come nobody in the room, including me, how come nobody in the room has got a black belt in anything? You know, how old were you when you heard about a black belt? Under 10, you're probably under 10 when you heard about some shit like that. You know, how come nobody took the time to do it? Because you didn't want it bad enough. Somebody else did. A guy who only wants to do shit when you feel like it, you know, you, you don't need to be motivated. My buddy Brandon Carter is a very good friend of mine. Um, Brandon and I were just in Paris together. We were in Vegas together before that. We've traveled all over together. But last couple months we've been, uh, you know, we had a lot of fun. Um, you know, Brandon says all times like he's got a great video about this actually, um, and you know he he talks about you know building like uh, like champion neural pathways versus bitch ass neural pathways. And are you familiar with this video? And you know he's, it's like every time you're making a decision, I believe the video is called something like you know when's the most important time to go to the gym, something like that. Most important time to go to the gym. He says the most important time to go is when you don't fucking want to. When you don't want to go, he says, is the most important time to go. You only get to work on your fucking your self-esteem, your self-discipline. You know, your, your self-discipline is a muscle that, by definition, you cannot build your self-discipline at a time that's convenient for you. By definition, you cannot build your self-discipline at a time that you want to go do some shit or you scheduled it. Is that you can only build your self-discipline at a time where you're going to go do some shit that you don't want to do right now, but you're going to go do it anyway. And you know, when a person makes an excuse, instead of doing the thing they know they're supposed to do, when you make a little you know, bitch-ass excuse, and you say, oh, I'll do it later. Oh, I'll just do it 80% you know, of what I could have or should have. You know? It's like, well, all right, but you just made it easier to be a bitch in the future, too. Because if you're going to make that excuse, then you're going to make another excuse later. And pretty soon, those excuses add up. And then you develop the lifestyle of a jellyfish. You're a jellyfish. It's not, you know, Nobody wants to, who wants to be business partners with like the, uh, a human jellyfish? You know, nobody wants to be around a guy like that. Wait, how would the world work that like, you know, you, you, ain't, you only do shit when it's convenient. 
and, and you're going to have you know this tolerance to social pressure like negotiation is a lifestyle success is a lifestyle choice i grew up poor as fuck my dad was in prison my uncle was in prison spent most of my childhood on welfare yeah man you see how that's a lifestyle choice like I, I knew by the time i was 10 you know, some of you had some of these stories too, you know, but I knew by the time I was 10, like, oh, like I'm in charge of the house here. Not because I wanted to be, but I just like, oh, like my dad's away. You know, I ain't got no older siblings or you know, I don't have any siblings. So, and I, I'm like, oh, like actually I'm more competent at like looking at the world and making good decisions than my mom is. And I have to be in charge and make decisions that are gonna help get to a better outcome because she's not capable of doing it and dad's not there and there's nobody else is filling that spot, you know? That's not a spot that I wanted to be in. Some of you guys would have had some situation like that in your lives and, um, you know, you probably didn't enjoy that shit either, but I'm just like, all right, well, maybe it's one of the best gifts in life and I hate to be one of those assholes that says like, you know, hey, my childhood really sucked, but here's a couple of great things that happened, you know? You can say it that way, but then there's these other dumb asses like, oh, everything happened for a reason, you know? It's like, you know, no, man, like if for some of you that got your ass kicked when you were a kid and you really didn't deserve it, no, well, it didn't happen for a very good fucking reason, probably, you know? You could have gone with less of that and probably would have had a better life. So, any case, yeah, man, it's like, you know, I, I, don't, I don't give a shit about my short-term feelings. I don't give a shit about, uh, you know, oh, am I in the mood to go do it? You know, you always in the mood to go get choked, man? <laughs> I mean, why do I make these martial arts examples? Because that's like the, that's the literal truth. It's like, are you always? How many days a week are you going for training? Three, Three days a week. How not, why not once or twice when it's convenient? Is that called a purple belt or a clown? Zero yeah. So, you know, you, those three days a week that you're dedicated to going, are you always in the mood to go get choked three days a week? You know, it's, you gotta go do shit when you don't want to. I don't care what kind of mood I'm in. It's like, I don't set my goals based on my mood. I, I set my goals and I'm just gonna go do that shit. And my mood's going to adjust. And, and, and it adjusts more quickly over time, by the way, when you get used to setting goals. You know, that, 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 means, you're re, that means you're very reluctant to make a new goal. Because if you, if you made a new goal, you gotta go do that shit now. All right, so you're gonna be, you should be very reluctant. You know, Warren Buffett says there should be 99 no's for every one yes. You should say no to 99 things out of 100 so you can say yes to the most important thing and focus your energy there. I think that's pretty good philosophy. Worked out good for Warren too, you know? So you gotta say no to most shit in your life so you can say yes to the couple things that you want most. And then you just gotta do whatever is necessary. And when your brain is used to that, it's like, oh, when I set a goal, I'm gonna go accomplish that shit. Um, then you just focused on it, man. You don't have all these pussy ass thoughts. If you build your lifestyle that way, which take you a few years to really, really internalize those habits because you're gonna have to do it in a couple of few different contexts. But once you do that, it's just, you know, it's literally you, you've decided that success is a lifestyle for you. You're just going to engage in behavior. I'm not worried about my short-term emotions. I set a goal, I understand what's necessary. I'm gonna wake up and I'm gonna go do that. And it doesn't matter what kind of way I feel about it. it doesn't matter how I feel about it. 